Thank you so much for sticking around, dear listeners. Duel of Taints is far from over. In fact, uh, someday, very soon, we'll be back and we'll be stronger than ever. Uh, but until then, we uh, hope that you don't mind the hi- hiatus uh, too much. I hope you're enjoying some of our other shows that are still uh, releasing, uh, like Cinnamon, the spiciest movie podcast. But like I said, we'll be back soon and stronger than ever. Until then, uh, here's an episode from The Vaults. Uh, the same week that the iconic Game of Thrones episode, The Door, was released. Uh, enjoy it. And apologies for all these snaps, crackles, and pops you may hear. We recorded this around a campfire. Right, I got a question for you. Fire away. Fire away, yay! Hit me with your best shot, Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright not owned by dual <laughs> Um, okay. So you're in the world of Westeros. You know, actually, I think it's called the known world. I could be totally shitting you right now. I think you're right. No, no. You're in the land of Westeros. Okay, I'm on the continent, continent okay. of Westeros. And you're sitting in a, a pub, a tavern. Okay. Maybe you have a couple tavern winches on either side of you. Doesn't and you're drinking like your Westeros uh, Gilgamesh fine brew. And let's get real. If I'm in Westeros, I'm drinking the finest Dornish red they have. You're you're drinking uh, a the bastard ale known as Terry Porter. Hell yeah! Except it's not an ale; it's a porter. I know. But. Named in honor of legendary uh, Portland point guard Terry Porter. Terry Porter. I know. And I know Terry Porter's not an ale; it's a porter. But you're in the land of Westeros. Everything's an ale oh, or yeah. wine. Fuck there's, yeah. no, there's no difference. So, anyways, and so you're guzzling down your delicious beverage. I am. That's what I do. In walks two men. They both come up to you. And you say... Now we're talking. What's going on, guys? And they say, you have to fight one of us. No choice. Okay. Other than us two. You have to fight. Okay. And your choice is between these two. These two men are... The mountain that rides... Gregor Clegane. Gregor Clegane. Or the Hound. Now, granted, the mountain's much bigger, but I would argue the Hound is a tougher... I think the Hound is a better fighter all around. He's probably a more talented fighter. Smarter, certainly. Yeah, the only thing the Mountain has... And he has stood up to the Mountain. Yeah, and won. Yeah. So, who do you pick to fight? The Mountain is a very large, evil person... Sander Kerglane, not as large, probably not as evil, but the more talented fighter. I'd go like this. Boys, boys, boys. Maybe there's a way we can settle this. Wink to the barkeep. He pulls up two frosty mugs, a Terry Porter. The same thing I'm drinking, because I ain't no schlub. And I say, maybe we can settle this over a fine frosty pine of Terry Porter. One of Gilgamesh's finest brews. Boys, they make a beer for everyone. Even you two. Two brothers who can't get along. You can find a beer for you at Gilgamesh Brewing. Visit GilgameshBrewing.com for more information, Kane. Okay. Do I still have to fight them? <laughs> Sadly, yes. And they're like, thanks for the beer. At least now they're drunk. <laughs> In the words of the hound, thanks for the beer, you fuckwit. <laughs> I don't think he ever said that, but I'm making that a hound quote just now. <laughs> you are a talker. <laughs> 
Tacos make me thirsty. <laughs> Dude, I love that scene. All Dude, I know is if you keep talking, season. I'm going to have to eat every single chicken in this place. <laughs> you and your cunt mouth. <laughs> Yeah, dude, Let's the get hound, this episode uh, going. Fine. But it up, but it up, but it up, but it up. Welcome to Duel Tates. I'm Kane. I'm Rhett. It's another episode of uh, Westeros. What was the the dance of the duel? The... Duel of dragons? No, it was... But I also like... Uh... What was the name of the, the last episode we did? Yeah, Dance with Duel. No, Dance... No, Duel... Duel of Dragons. Dance of Taints. No. No, we had a funny title. Yeah, it was... Whatever, dude. It was Duel of Dragons. No, it this sounds dual... way less cool now, doesn't it? It's not. It wasn't dual dragons. It was something funny. I'm telling you. Fine, we should call it Clash of Taints. Dance of Taints, fuckface. That's awesome. Fine, that is way better than <laughs> <laughs> Duel of Dragons. <laughs> Duel of Taints. It's another Duel of Taints. Oh, I did. Wait, it's called Duel of Taints or Dance with Taints? <laughs> Why do we get this? My oh hey, started, my phone started playing the episode. This episode's meta, dude. We're just gonna play episodes. <laughs> Episodes in the background. <laughs> Comment on it. Uh, Anyways. Did we just invent a new podcast? <laughs> <gasps> sniffing Duel of Taints. It can be called Sniffing Duel of Taints. Sniffing, no. Sniffing Taints. A Duel of Taints production. Paint job? Paint job. <gasps> <laughs> like paint job, but it's a taint job. <laughs> I like it. It's where you get your taint tattooed. Shape of a dragon. <laughs> Well, this here episode, we are. This episode uh, went the usual way, straight <laughs> into the ground where we put it. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, so in case no one knew, uh, this week was a very um, prolific episode. Of, of and it, we, Game we're of talking Thrones. about episode five, the door. Episode five of season six. Yes. And it is called the door. Holy H Christ. You know, I, I never thought I wasn't. Em- I wasn't emotionally drained when Eddard Stark was no. beheaded. I wasn't emotionally drained when with the Red Wedding. I well, wasn't emotionally drained with uh, the Mountain versus the Viper fight where uh, Oberon gets taken out. After Hordor bit it, I was legit sad. That was one of the saddest episodes of any TV show I've ever seen. The ending. It was a beautiful ending in the sense it was shot wonderful, I acted mean, holy great. Holy shit. But that was sad. That was well done. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> now, some people bitched about it and said, wow, that's too on the nose or whatever. But uh, I think they would be relieved to hear that apparently George R. R. Martin has planned this for a number of years. Well, yeah. That's one of the three big, <clears throat> like, what the fuck moments he revealed to the two producers. Yeah. Uh, producers. Uh, Betty Off and Weiss. Yeah. The other one was Shireen getting. 
burned alive, which I guess that hasn't happened yet in the books, but that, that's coming, because I guess that was one of the other. And, and the third what-the-fuck moment hasn't happened yet, because it's going to be at the very end. I guess the ending of the whole series is a pretty fucking... Everyone dies? No, it's got to be worse. No. You know, I was talking to some people at work who watch the show, and they, they think, you know... And I honestly, I thought this too, but then it started occurring to me, it's just too obvious. That, you know, that, that everyone's thinking, well, Daenerys is going to come to Westeros and take, you know, at the end of the TV show, she'll be on the Iron <laughs> Throne. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's just too obvious. I think it's a little on the nose, too. But who knows? I mean, that's the way it's been headed. And I personally, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be something out of left field, like... Maybe it'll actually be Tyrion, or maybe maybe it'll even be Jon Snow, or maybe it'll be somebody completely different that you would have never expected. Maybe little, maybe it won't be a completely happy ending. Maybe Littlefinger will actually do it. I don't know. I personally would love to see like a little bit more of a showdown between uh, Littlefinger and Varys. Uh, I think that's gonna happen. It's just it's got it, man. That'd be amazing. I loved all their antics. Yeah, the first season, like, their bantering was pretty freaking funny. But anyways, back to the the door. So, uh, major spoiler warning. Yes, major. Well, we already spoiled it. Hodor died. Along with Summer and all the children. And the uh, Three-Eyed Raven. Which, by the way, I found out that the Three-Eyed Raven is a Targaryen. <clears throat> oh, is he? I, I don't remember that. Yeah, he was, uh, actually, he was... Eamon, Meister Eamon's uh, brother or uncle or cousin. He was Well, because in, in the, the TV show, he's like a thousand years old, but in the books, he's like only like 300 years old, which is still really fucking old, but he's been, like, he's been there, I think in the TV show they allude to that he's been there for like well over a thousand years, but in the books, it's something like he's been there for like 300 or 200. Yeah, he fought in the Blackfire Rebellion, which was when the Targaryen bastards, uh, <clears throat> fought against the regular Targaryens. That sounds a really shitty way to put it, but the bastard Targaryens, like, rose up together Mm -hmm. and fought against the Targaryens, saying that they were the rightful rulers. Yeah. And he was there in that. He fought in that. Crazy. And, uh, like, didn't he get an eye put out or something? And he got an eye put out in one of the biggest battles in that thing, I think. But, uh, yeah. So, I found that out. Um, I'm really fucking disappointed that they've just been killing fucking direwolves left and right. Like, that's and there just... seems to be no rhyme or reason to it. Like, no, no particular order. Granted, has there been, like, a reason for any of the direwolves to, like, really die? Like, obviously, like, Grey Wind uh, died because Rob fucking died. But, like, well, everyone else is just losing their fucking direwolves. Well, Lady died alive. because Cersei's a cunt mm-hmm. and demanded, you know, that... Some direwolf pay because Nymeria was set free, yeah. so Lady paid the price and Eddard put her down. And then, um, yeah, Shaggy Dog bit it. Still don't believe that's him, but a lot of people were like, Yeah, the head, the head's not the wrong, the head's the wrong size. If you yeah, look at it, it it's not a. I honestly think that because he that was, uh, you think the umbers are it was like a part of the plan dude, with the umbers? The umbers were like some of the most loyal motherfuckers. Now, granted, I think like it was the Rob um- did kill one of them. No, that no, was a car stunt. That was a car no, the, um- the, the first one to proclaim him the king of the north was that old umber dude. Yeah, big John Umber. Great John Umber. Great great John Umber who a gray one had bit his like thumb or finger off. Yeah, bit his fucking Yeah, dude, his fingers. 
forgot about that. And then he's like, uh, <laughs> you've got some tough fucking mate or whatever he says to him. Remember, mm. he's like, uh, yeah, I don't remember what he says. I don't either, but I have to watch it over again. I will say, though, reading the books, I was just completely overwhelmed and surprised by both Ed's death and the Red Wedding. Yeah. I was absolutely shocked by both yeah. reading the books. I mean, I did not see either one coming. And I remember getting to, and everyone's heard me tell this story a thousand times, so I'll just give the short version. But I was 100 pages before the Red Wedding, and all of my friends who had read the book were like, yeah, dude, you know, because I was like, I think Rob's going to go up to the north. This shit's going to be fucking badass, dude. I can't wait for him to go take back Winterfell. Like, yeah. And, they're, and they were just like, hell yeah, dude, it gets so good. And I was like, yes. So then they go into the it's twins. Epic. Yeah, they go into the twins and fucking die. I, I just couldn't believe it. I didn't see it coming at all. You know, and you're reading it and you're like, something's off here. What's up with it? Yeah. And they do a good job of that in the show, too, when they start playing the Reigns of Castamere. You know, which is like a Lannister song. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, something bad's going to happen here. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, dude, that was... Uh... But anyways, we keep keep moving moving away from the door. Um, a lot of people didn't like it, obviously. I mean, they think... I don't know. I mean, obviously, I didn't want Hordor to die. I like that character, but... It all made sense, even though like the weird like time travel. Yeah, a lot of people. Was... A lot of people keep telling me like it doesn't work. Like they say, like I can't. I wish Jason was here to tell me what he said, but he tried to poke holes in it, and I was like, well, obviously, just what that points to is that it was probably his destiny. I mean, it's a fucking fantasy world, first of all. Yeah. Magic is real. We've seen shadow babies come out and execute people. Mm-hmm. We've seen. You know, undead zombies rise up. We've and seen dragons. Br- and people being brought back to life. People after being brought back to dead. life. And, uh... And, uh... So I would feel comfortable saying, like, obviously, Bran is a really fucking important person that... Yeah. This happened. And some could say maybe he made it happen. I sort of... The way it looks to me is, like... You know, it's kind of like a typical time loop type of thing, right? Like, but it obviously shows that it's his destiny of some sort. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, Bran fucking better get his shit together. I don't know what he's gonna do. He barely made it. Although, add Mira to the list of badasses who have killed White Walkers. Right. And but like, obviously, someone's gonna come save him in the next episode because they left that as a cliffhanger. I mean, they're running. So, <laughs> last week, you and I, you talked about cold hands. Which, Which is not in the show so far. And I haven't yet. read all those books, but I'm well aware of who Cold Hands is. Now, Cold Hands, I really like the idea that he... Appa- like, in the book, he's described kind of as a White Walker. Uh, well, I, which I have a question about that. I'm glad you read it. Go ahead. No, well, my question is, could Cold Hands could be, be a White Walker who like yeah, saw I, the light and was like, I don't want to be a bad guy? This is what I wonder, because a lot of people are like, no, White Walkers are evil. But there was a White Walker that was Lord Commander of the North at one point. He was Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. So... uh, That's going back into the history of it. And there was, like... There was a female White Walker, I think, who, like, mated with the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of shit like that, but it obviously shows that they are a little bit more dynamic than just, like, brainless Mm -hmm. zombies or whatever, right? Um, So... Um, and I could be wrong about the cold hands thing, but I thought he was a white walker who like defected basically or something. That's what the impression I got from the book. 
granted, it's been a long time since I've read <clears throat> the books. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's the one who actually straight from when Bran and all the, and his party cross over the wall. Remember when they meet Sam Tarly there and he's like, thank God you're here. Well, I think Cold Hands saved Sam Tarly at the Battle of Craster's Keep. Yeah. All the crows came down and started eating the fucking zombies where they stood. And that was by Cold Hands, I think. Uh, at least he was associated with that. And Cold Hands led Sam Tarly over to Bran. And then Sam Tarly went back to Castle Black. And Cold Hands escorted Bran and friends to the cave where the three-eyed crow is. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and Cold Hands is the one who has been repelling uh, the um, repelling the White Walkers and the Whites and all that shit from their location in the cave. And even I think he says it at one point. He's like, "Yeah, he's like it's my power that's doing that." And I'm like, "Oh, thanks, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now. My theory is, like, we still don't know where Benjamin Stark, what happened to Benjamin Stark. Yeah. And I know, I've heard theories like that Cold Hands is actually Benjamin Stark, but then, like, Cold Hands is actually described as being a lot older. Probably not. Yeah, and I don't That know. seems too obvious. I could see them as, like, a function of the show combining the two characters. Because, personally, I've always thought that Benjamin Stark had to have been alive somewhere north of the Wall. But, you know, a lot of people disagree with me and they say well they went ranging north of the wall they did all this crazy shit north of the wall and they never saw him none of the wildlings saw him uh none of the night's watch saw him but i don't know he sounded kind of like a badass to me so i i feel like i think in the tv show if they can bring him back it's gonna be this next episode because that'd be the perfect they're they're you know mirrors dragon his his crippled ass through the wilderness and the Whites are pretty freaking fast, so they're going to catch up with them somehow, unless somebody does, you know, saves them. Fuck, dude. Hold the door. 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 Oh my god, no, 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 hold her, no. Step out of it. Fuck him. Leave Bran. Leave his crippled ass. Hold Dora down there. Fucking Willis, dude. Fucking Willis. That was a legit sad episode, man. I'm, I'm, Dude, that... Like, it's... I mean, it's it, obviously it's not real. People I know, I wasn't like, I lost my friend. No, but, but, that's, like, but the point of watching... Very few movies or shows have made me actually sad when a certain character dies. Like, I was legit sad. The thing with Game of Thrones is this. is For me, I, I do kind of get a little bit of like a... I don't know, like a depression when a book is over mm. or a movie that I just was sucked into is over. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, now I got to figure out how to live my life without this thing in it. Right. <laughs> like, even though it was only like two hours long of a movie yeah. or what, you know, and it's like you just get fucking gripped in there and you're riding the emotional roller coaster of like whatever is happening to the protagonist or whatever's happening on screen. And when it's over, <sighs> back to your boring humdrum life. Right. Yeah. So, um, so with Game of Thrones, especially, for me, those moments don't come after the books are over. They come after they kill a main character. So, when Ned Stark died, the book yeah. still had like 100 pages or something. Yeah, it had and, a decent uh, amount left in it. And I remember just being like, how am I going to read this book series? Like, how am I going to go on? Like, my favorite character just died. Yeah, it's the guy who was set up as like the hero. Yeah. So, then you learn how to go on 
without that happening. Well, then, and then I think it's almost by design. You, you kind of attach yourself to Rob Stark. Yeah. And then he fucking goes down, and so it's like finally you go to Jon Snow, and then lo and behold, he goes down. Well, he I mean, I didn't back, even but... fucking believe that when Jon was getting stabbed in the books. I was like, what the fuck? What is happening? I was like so upset, too, because at least when Ned died, you had 100 pages to acclimate. When Rob died, it was right in the middle of the fucking book. And then he got the satisfaction that Joffrey died a horrible, horrible fucking death. And then Tywin died in the same fucking book. Yeah, like 100 pages later, those yeah. guys go down. It was like, boom, boom, boom. There you go. Fucking half the cast dead. George <laughs> <Like, laughs> Martin just putting actors out of work left and right. And then the end of and, and then the end of the book where the Red Wedding happened was satisfying because fucking Lady Stoneheart comes out. And she's fucking giving orders to the uh, brothers without banners. Yeah. And... Uh, that was like super satisfying. I just, I fist pumped, but you still have to learn how to go on without those other characters. Yeah. Uh, and then, I don't know, nothing important happened in book four. Fuck everybody who thinks that there was. Which anything. one was four? Was it? Feast I, for Crows. And no, who, and that one, because they're split up, so like, there's two different continents. It's everything that happens in the South. There's it's no. Feast for Crows? There's like hardly any good character point of view. Cersei, that's the first time you get Cersei's point of view. Um, but that's all South, Southwesteros? Yeah, like south of like the Riverlands. Mm-hmm. So book three is book three was everywhere, I guess. And then book four and five, book four was so long that he split it up. So he did everything in the south, and then Dance with Dragons was everything in the north. Like it, like of a certain point. I don't know. Like all, everything that's going on at the Wall, the Bolton. Which book is a Daenerys Targaryen in? Her storyline. Well, Feast for Crows, or she's in all of them. Well, I know, but she- except she's not in Feast for Crows. Okay, so, okay, so Dance with Dragons is her 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 side of the story plus the North side of the story. Yeah, and it's all going around. It's all going on around the same time as a Feast for Crows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, simultaneously, and then Feast for Crows uh, features Euron Greyjoy's uh, storyline. It yeah. features Cersei's storyline, and it has the dude with the axe who protected uh, the Prince of Dorne. The black guy yeah. with the axe. He's a main point of view character in it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, he didn't... I mean, the TV show, they kind of killed him off quick. He was only in, like, yeah, three episodes. Yeah, and he's supposed to be just fucking super powerful, too. Like, and they just kill him. That's what super pissed me off about, like, the first two or three episodes. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is this show doing? Really? A little crochet needle? Fuck you, yeah. Benioff and Weiss. You know, because... And then they kill off Hordor. They're brilliant again. Well, <clears throat> that felt... Well, the way they did it was, like, if you're going to kill off order, that there's no better way to do it than what they did. But it felt like there was a reason, too, yeah. right? We're upping the stakes. We're, we're, we're rounding out the character of Hodor. Yeah. And we're upping the stakes for Bran. The stakes are higher than ever right now for Bran in the show. Yeah. He is alone with Mira. And we no, have the, no... Yeah, no, I know. Keep going. Here we right. have no fucking idea what's going to happen. I mean, for all intents and purposes, we could start the show this Sunday and... The fucking white walker, you could turn around and there's a white walker hiding in the frost yeah. and just fucking stabs him in the heart and he dies. Hey, for the bushes, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, the stakes are, have never been higher for Bran right now. Yeah. Ever. Uh, so Hodor's death had a purpose, like, narratively, and it didn't feel forced. This, that Dorn shit that happened in episode one and two, it felt... It felt like they were like, well, we're not going to be able to get to this, so let's fucking kill these guys. And it's like, just don't fucking show us. Just talk about it. You know? like Yeah, they, they really, like, the Dorn stuff, I mean, I want to be clear, like, I'm all about the stuff they had in, like, the, the fourth season with Oberon. That was amazing. 
Oberyn was my favorite character in in Storm of Swords, and, and that was a book with a lot of best characters dying. Rob died. Joffrey died. Fucking Catelyn died. Uh, who else did I say? Tywin died. Then Oberyn comes in halfway throughout the book, and he's like, "Yeah, of course I'll fucking defend you." Uh, mainly because I want revenge against the mountain who rides, and and then right when you think he's gonna win, they just rip the fucking carpet out from under yep. him, dude. And, uh, that all felt like it had a purpose. It took the whole season establishing it. Yeah. Uh, but this whole thing in Dorne, like, Dorne was a lot of talk about, like, don't show it, but tell. Yeah. Tell everything about it. Everybody was talking about what they're doing, and they think that Dorne is kind of weak, but you know that Prince Doran is a fucking mad schemer, and he has plans. Yeah. And then they just fucking kill him, and now they're not going to ever talk about it again. Well, obviously, Dorne's going to show up because she's obviously planning on something like a war. So we'll see how that. That'll be interesting if. It just. It, it could felt turn into. So hollow. Yeah, it could turn into something good. I also read, like, something, like, from somebody from the show that Dorne won't be in the TV show again to, like, the, the season six finale. Yeah. And it just made, it made me feel like, what was the point then of Jamie and Braun going to Dorne for that whole season? I would have much rather had seen Jamie doing the things that he did in the book, like going to uh, River Run and talking to Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, he well, he meets Brienne of Tarth again. She well, takes that, that's him to Lady Stoneheart. The Blackfish is going to return because he's taking re- and then uh, which I I hope they don't kill off that character really fast. I mean, obviously, if it's in the books, it's in the books. He's a I love badass. The, I love the Blackfish. I hope they hope the God they don't like just like. And he's one of it. those. He's one of those awesome characters that, in the book, in the books, it's just his deeds that are like talked about a lot, right? Yeah. It's like because he's not a point of view character. He's just no. It's just it's the same way that like it's the same way that they talked about like Robert Baratheon like before he was king. Yeah. Now that he's dead and everything, they talk about how he was this fucking great warrior and you see him in battle on the battle of the Trident wearing his great stag helmet, just smashing Rhaegar's face in with a hammer. And everybody knew that he was like the most powerful warrior who ever lived. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's like, it's almost more fun to hear their deeds talking about and to like, see these like larger than life, um, stories being told yeah right uh that's that's what's so cool about fucking whatever his name is brand brandon brendan brendan tully yeah uh the blackfish is that he is like universally respected as being fucking just cunning and a great fighter and strategist i mean i like and even this season they started like uh davos um when they said like yeah when uh god sorry sansa brings up like uh, yeah Brendan Tully, the Blackfish is uh, retaken River Run. Yeah. Well, he never lost River Run in the book. Yeah, I know, but and, and I'm talking the TV show now, and so we could get him on our side. And da- even and Davis are like, well, he, that guy's a legend. Yeah. So, I mean, I really, I know in the books, like, they use Edmure to kind of, they release him in there where he, like, he basically gives up River Run, but the Blackfish escapes yet again because he's that. God, I hope they don't just fucking kill him off on the show. Because, like, I've actually been kind of pissed that they haven't shown him since he went to take a piss in season three. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, even though he wasn't that big of a character in the show, it's like, fuck. Everything, every time they showed him, he was just badass. 
with like a funeral thing where Edmure was just fucking up the yeah, shooting yeah, the arrow. Yeah. Then he comes over, shoots the arrow, then turns his back and walks away before the arrow even hits because he knows he, he knows he hits the fucking funeral pyre. Yeah. Pyre. So, anyways, I mean, I think. I think this is the season where people start coming back to life or people you haven't seen forever. Like, I think the Hound's going to be back this season. I think the Blackfish will be back. I have a feeling Ben Benjamin Stark will be back. I'll be totally cool if we never see the Hound again. I like my little my little headcanon theory that, uh, you know, the monks found him and he's, like, paying penance and he, you know, the Hound is dead and Sander Clegane is at peace. Yeah. You know, that's what they say in the books. And uh, and the idea is supported by evidence that his horse is there, and that he's the largest uh, fucking the largest grave digger that Brienne's ever seen, yeah. and that he's covering his face up because obviously the hound is fucking scarred up. And uh, the th- the the theory is that he is paying penance um, and coming to peace with himself by digging one grave for every person he's ever killed. Yeah. Uh, which, if we never see him again, that is like the perfect ending for that character in my mind. Like in the, for the books you're talking about, because in the TV show, they haven't done, unless they, I guess they show Brienne, even if they never show that again. I mean, uh, yeah. Cause you know, Brienne fucking fought him or whatever, but, but even in the show, if we never see him again, I, well, I guess we could books, just safely assume him. Right. No, no, he got, he, he got, he all was fucked wounded up in the wounded. another fight. Yeah. And then, uh, he was riding a horse with Arya, and she's like, "Man, he hasn't talked in a long time." And then he like fell off the horse, <laughs> and uh, and then he was like, "Kill me, kill me now!" And he, she was what gonna do it now. Yeah, what are you doing? I'm right here. What are you kill waiting me? for? Uh, so yeah, so um, but I'm totally happy with this character. Who was just, I mean, I hated the Hound at first, but then obviously as the story goes on, they show a lot more depth with the Hound. Which I like. Well, and it's the same thing that George R. R. Martin is just a genius of turning your expectations and your understanding of someone upside down. Yeah. And Jamie. Yeah, I was just saying, they even do that with Jamie. Was one of the most universally hated characters in book one and season one. Yeah. Um, but then you was, find out he saved like half a million lives. He saved fucking everybody, and he's just fucking lived with it. And not only that, but like the things that he does, he does for a good reason. Like he's not just—he's not stupid. Yeah. Uh, even though he's no Tyrion or Tywin, but 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 he also like you know he saves eggs in the show because I'm behind it. I'm still on the second book. I'm a slow ass reader and I have a kid, so it takes forever to do anything. Yeah. But like, I mean, he's always been good to Tyrion. I mean, he, you know, he actually yeah. has a soft spot for his brother. But once you realize else that hates. him and Tyrion have always been amicable it's like oh like okay like jamie's not just a complete douche you know yeah. and he's always just he loves his family he's yeah. willing to do whatever it takes for his family but he's, he's just super misunderstood right and yeah uh <clears throat> but same thing with cersei right like cersei is a pretty well-hated <laughs> character especially in the books like she's just a complete bitch and everything but then when you really read from her point of view and you see what she's doing, it's like because she loves her kids. And she's also like, there's a lot of confusion in there. And, uh, well, like, I guess George <clears throat> R. R. Martin likes to show that not every, it's not all black and white world. Like, no, no one's truly good or very few people are truly good and very few people are truly evil. Yeah. Like, in fact, in the door, we lost probably the one truly good person in the entire series. It's Hodor. Yeah. Oh, Hodor. He's probably the one truly good guy. Yeah. 
like no real faults. I mean, true. Yeah, and that's I think that's, right. that's what made it so like I think difficult is that he was probably earnestly one of the few characters who didn't deserve it. Yeah, you know, not that Ned Stark deserved it, but yeah, Ned's Ned Stark's he was one of those guys who was he had honor and stuff, but he he had he was so honorable he it was to a fault. Like he yeah, like they even they even said like you could have been king. I mean, when he walked in the throne, he could have taken the throne for himself. You know, he could have played ball a lot earlier. He could have done what Stannis did and took off. He could have just made a deal with Renly. That would have been smarter, but he he didn't, so. I'm excited to see that the Veil is doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, excited to see that uh, that the Reach, or what is it called? The Highland? No. The Reach? What's, uh, what's where the fucking Tyrells are from called Highgarden Highgarden so I see that Highgarden and all those bitches are like maybe mobilizing yeah because I always thought too it was like these guys are all fresh like they haven't been fighting like it's just been the north it's just been the Lannisters like the Vale really hasn't gotten involved and the Riverlands Riverlands has yeah yeah I'm saying the Lannisters the Starks the, the entire north and the Riverlands They've all been fighting. <laughs> like, their armies are fucking just depleted, The Baratheon, basically. the Stormlands. <clears throat> yeah, the Stormlands. But you're right, the Reach, it really hasn't. It is called the Reach, right? Or that, no? No, not, no, you're, no, sorry, the Vale, the vale. hasn't, and mm-hmm. then the Highgarden, whoever, and Dorne, I guess, really hasn't gotten involved. Dorne in hasn't either, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it'll be interesting to see, and I'm excited, because it's like, I was always wondering that, I was like, man, when is George R. Martin going to throw these guys in here? Because it's like... Still waiting. Still waiting. I'm also really excited to see what happens with the North, because that whole Bolton thing, just infuriating. Yeah, they really... Are they going too far? That's a good... Here's a good question. Are they going too far with Ramsey Bolton make him out to be a bad guy? I mean, I guess if all that stuff's in the books, then then you can't... Oh, yeah, he's pretty fucking demented in the books, dude. Well, I know that, but, like... In the books, it's almost worse. Really? Yeah. I mean, luckily, I'm glad Sansa said that she was raped and everything... Because I think even in the book and everything, it's like a little bit more ambiguous. Like in the book, Ramsey like forces her to forces her to watch him rape another girl. Jesus, that's and that's all we really see. I think before she escapes, but who knows what could have happened to her? Oh no, 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 no! Excuse me, Sansa's not. It's Jane Poole in the book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not Sansa. Why did I say that? God damn it! That's what the TV show. That's what's annoying is I've been done reading the books. They they pretty much combined Sansa and Jane Poole for the TV show. Because in the books, uh, Sansa is still at the Vale. She's still at the Moon uh, Moon Palace, High Tower. Uh, I don't know what the fuck it's called. Some some shit. The summer place. Oh, the Eyrie. The Eyrie, yeah. Glad to see though, because it's like I, seriously though. I mean, it's, and it sounds so snobby, but after episode two, I was like, I could just be not watching this and not being upset every week, and just wait for the season to be out, right? And just binge watch the shit out of it. Which yeah, I, I wish I could do because every season I've watched so far, I've binge watched. I binge watched the first three seasons because I hadn't been watching it till yeah. then, and then I just waited till the fourth season was done. Then I binge watched that, and then the same thing with the fifth season. I've been watching every week to week since season three, because when I started watching season two, had just come out, and 
I've, I probably watched season one and season two like five times each. <laughs> like I watched them oh, yeah. so much. I just got done. I binge watched season two through season five. Um, because I had binge watched season one so much, I, I didn't feel the need to go back and rewatch it. But now I wish I would have. Yeah. I'm also super pissed off that they gave us that Tower of Joy shit without showing us what else is behind it. And that could, I mean... And you know what super pisses me off about that is I knew it. I knew as soon as they did it, I was like, I know they're gonna, not going to just like make us wait a week to see what happens. And that's then gonna, they didn't show it this episode. It's going to happen at the, the series finale, I have a feeling. I, okay, here's my last question. I feel like it's too obvious that it's um, Rhaegar and Lyanna had Jon Snow. And well, what's interesting... That's just too obvious to me. What's interesting is, like, what makes you think that? It's just... It's, because in me, the books, it's yeah. literally one line out of five books that are 500,000 words apiece. It is one line out of 2.5 million words that makes people think that. Well, I can think two lines. Are you thinking of the promise me, Ned? Or are you thinking of re- perhaps, but that really wasn't Ed, no. Ed Stark's way? No. Or Ned Stark's way? The line, the thing that makes people think that is A, because Ned Stark is obviously very honorable. He probably wouldn't sire a child yeah. with someone other than his wife whom he left with bearing his child so he could yeah. go off and fight a war. Uh, the other thing is he talks, he starts talking about it in the book while he is in a fever dream, high on milk of the poppy and has his leg broken. Yeah. I remember, I remember that part from the book. Um, and he mentions it. He like starts talking about it, but everyone's like, Ned, save your strength. <laughs> and that is the one scene that makes people think about it. I talk about it with you a lot because I I definitely subscribe to that theory that it's a uh, Jon Snow is Rhaegar and Lyanna's love child. Yeah, because he would still technically be a bastard. What he, he would still technically be a bastard because Rhaegar yeah. was already married and Lyanna was promised to Robert. Unless, since I guess Rhaegar, since Rhaegar is a prince, I guess the, the, the king and prince can do whatever they want. Still makes him a bastard. That doesn't unless, make Gendry unless he because uh, there's for a time you know I, it doesn't Ray, make Gendry Ray, any less of a bastard. Yeah, but but bastards can be legitimized by kings, and for yeah. technically Rhaegar was a king after. Well, I think Ned Stark kept it a secret, obviously, because the Mountain was going around killing Targaryen babies. Yeah. Um. Which, you know, fuck the Mountain. Daenerys and Viserys barely escaped that. Uh, all of Oberyn's nieces and nephews. Were fucking murdered. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's just like what they were doing. The, exactly what they did in season one when they went and killed all of Robert Baratheon's bastards. Yeah. Is exactly what they were doing to the Targaryen babies at that point. And Ned honestly probably just wanted to rescue his sister yeah. because she was, for all intents and purposes, kidnapped. He hadn't heard from her yeah. in months. Who, who knew what happened, but he found out that she was being kept at the Tower of Joy and went there with his buddies to go fucking free her. Fought the most legendary swordsman. The Sword of the Morning. Sir Arthur Dane. And then you find out that... Cause I remember in Game of Thrones, they talk about how Ned Stark actually won that duel. Yeah, well, him and... Uh, Howland Reed. Howland Reed were the only survivors out of five. And they, in the books, they fought three people, including Sir Arthur Dane. Yeah. 
Um, and only him and, and Helen Reed survived. So Helen Reed is legitimately the only character alive right now who knows uh, what is the Is he fuck. alive still in the books? Yeah. He hasn't been talked about at all. Well, I think it was like Ramsey Bolton was like, we got to go take the fucking swamps, you know, from the Cronagmen or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. Uh, from the Reeds and uh, and then and uh, what's his name uh, the other Bolton uh, um, Bruce Bolton he's like you're a fucking idiot <laughs> he's like he's like let him keep their fucking swamps <laughs> he's like you'll step foot in there and you'll be riddled with poison arrows before you even knew yeah. what the fuck and the Reeds apparently live on a castle that like floats on the swamp like it moves fucking crazy yeah I think it does anyway I could be wrong about that anybody listening feel free to chime in and be like no Rhett you're fucking full of shit you're an asshole yeah fuck you for getting my favorite show dream sucks. wrong <laughs> talk about Star Wars again asshole yeah all our listeners are Canadian when they're mad at us they're Canadian oh, fuck Canadian fuck you eh <laughs> yeah fuck Ted Cruz he's Canadian <laughs> he is oh god that's a whole fucking episode right there the More presidential election <laughs> I have this bad feeling that Trump's actually gonna win yeah. Where are we at in time? Oh, we got time. 40 minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that presidential election is just turning in. Because I've never been a Hillary fan. I don't hate her for the same reasons everyone else hates her. I, I dislike her because I think she's like every other politician. She's bought and paid for by somebody. Yeah. But I think I think the reason conservatives hate her is she's a woman and she's smarter than mo- most, if not all of them. Well, and she's super pragmatic. Yeah. She's just very practical. Yeah, I just... And she's not as liberal as everyone says she is. I always hate that when people say, oh, she's Yeah, so... she's the most democratic, or she's the most liberal person. She's not. She's yeah. pretty, like, foreign policy-wise, she's really not, I mean, she's not as conservative as, like... I mean, Obama's more liberal than her. Oh, Obama's far more liberal. And even Obama's not a true liberal. Like, the only b- liberal we've had running for president for a long-ass time has been Dennis Kucinich and Barry, or Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Those are the only true liberals. <clears throat> that, like... Obama's a left-leaning moderate. Yeah. And I would say Hillary Clinton's probably a true <laughs> moderate. She's really not that liberal. Which just goes to show you, though, that there's something wrong with the system, the party system, and the way it is. Because, like, yeah. why be a member of the... I, I mean, the Democratic Party... Your party should not be that far-flung, right? If you have someone... That's hurting cats, man. That party's hurting cats. Yeah. Well, I mean, but if you have somebody that's as progressive... And liberal as Bernie Sanders in the same party as someone who's as moderate as Hillary Clinton or somebody else. Yeah, but, but there's then, not something right about but that. But then you like, have, but then you have it too in the Republican Party. You have Ted Cruz. Well, the Republican who's, Party has the same problem. Yeah, they have the same thing. The Republican Party is, pra- I mean, uh, Ted Cruz is practically a Nazi. He's really conservative. Like if you look at his policies, like that guy was scary. Yeah. But then you look at, then they, they have there are some moderates like. Um, it was the Ohio uh, governor who just dropped out of the race a couple weeks ago. Kasich. Kasich. was actually relatively moderate. Yeah, he was conservative, but he was like a, he was like a right-leaning <laughs> moderate. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. was he was pretty reasonable whenever he was you heard a reasonable him talk, guy. Like, he wasn't okay. he, he wasn't like a shit talker who like yeah. automatically you know. Hey, he called it though. He won Ohio. <laughs> yeah, he did. He probably could have won Oregon if he came and campaigned here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Oregon's. I mean, I, I mean, Trump only. I think Trump only won it because he was only, He's one, the only one. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I keep getting a pit in my stomach too that Trump will win. Yeah, I have a feeling he might just because people are that biased against Hillary. 
Which is really sad because it makes me like it makes me rethink like who I'm voting for. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh well, maybe I ought to like <clears throat> maybe I ought to just play the game and vote for the person who's going to win, just so Trump doesn't get in office. But then I'm like, no, that's exactly what I hate about this system. I know. I despise. I hate people saying like, well, a vote for anybody else but Hillary is a vote for Trump. Like, no, it's not. A vote for you vote for who you think is the best. That's what democracy is supposed to be. Yeah. And if we keep going down that road, I know. I and it's super weird too because, uh, you know, I've. I don't know. I don't want to get too political and talk about who I voted for or anything like that. But oh, in the primary, I'm not. I'm not a Democrat, so I didn't vote in the primary. Well, I or changed. Republican. I I changed to a Democrat, so I could vote in the primary. Yeah, and I obviously voted for Bernie Sanders. Yeah, which is fair enough. Yeah, I mean, but, don't get me wrong. I like Hillary Clinton, but yeah, you, you, you yours wasn't you? a yours wasn't a vote against Hillary. No, it was a vote, vote for. for yeah, but the other thing is, like, I kind of was thinking, like, well. Honestly, if if Bernie doesn't get a run in the national election, like maybe I would switch back to being an independent and vote for like somebody like Gary Johnson, who I can't oh, the say libertarian. Yeah, who <laughs> honestly I don't think I want him to win, but I, I hope want, to God he he takes a bunch of votes away from Trump. Well, exactly my point. Like I don't I don't I'm not saying I want him to be the president of the United States, but I'm also so sick of the thing. It's like, well, now you have to vote for this person in the national election. It's yeah. like fuck you. This person was running. I don't know. I hate our politi- political system. It's, yeah, it's just messed up. The whole thing's messed up. The fact that someone like Trump can be a nominee of a major party is just... Well, I don't even... I mean, is he... Is he the nominee? Yeah, he just... He, today, actually, he just got an, enough delegates. So, but they haven't had the, like, national convention where they, like, no. nominate him. Because... So I guess there's ho- there's hope because that I remember the thing the big thing in 2012 then. the big thing in 2012 was that Ron Paul had more delegates than... Mitt Romney. No, he didn't. He had more delegates than anybody else besides Mitt Romney, and theoretically, he could have contested it had oh. he kept fighting. Well, I remember. I remember the big deal was he could have. Like he could have. He could have contested it, and there was a theory that if if everybody voted, here's some real life Game of Thrones shit, bitch. <laughs> no, it, it is. I was really hoping this this year the Republican Party would go to convention because it would have been interesting as hell. Yeah, well, fucking anybody. If I remember right, in 2012, Mitt Romney had the most relatively fast, but he didn't have the clear majority until well after all the primaries were done because you had Rand Paul or Ron Paul, whichever one, I can't remember. Paul had, you know, he didn't win any states. He had, he had accumulated enough delegates. He had a sizable amount. And then you had uh, a couple other guys who had ran who had won states and stuff who had kept their delegates. So no one was releasing their delegates. So you had to wait till like after primary conventions where people like start divvying up. And that's where there's a lot of backroom politics right there is just because just because someone's like just because uh, like Hillary just because Bernie Sanders won Oregon by a sizable amount doesn't necessarily mean he's going to get a sizable majority of delegates. Yeah, which There's all the nominee state conventions where they actually pick the delegates and if there's some good if Hillary's organized enough, she could actually come out with as many or more if she's smart with how she organizes her party there. Elections are so weird. So like that's what that's where the like the, the thing was like Ronnie didn't have the majority of delegates till well after the primaries were done because you know he needed state conventions to go his way. So there, there was for a while they were worried about Paul going to the Republican Party and just hijacking it, forcing possibly 
Oh. A draft candidate, which oh, is what nice. I was hoping for. I was hoping they'd do a draft candidate this time around. Ron Paul's a little crazy, but I've always, you know, I like him. I have more respect for him than, like, Trump or Romney or McCain. Yeah. <laughs> At least he, he has opinions and he sticks to them, even if they're unpopular. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, like I said, man, cold night sweats thinking about Trump. And you know, the thing that gets me is how many people are, and I'm just going to go out and say this because we're on Dula Taints, uh, the number one podcast where we can shit talk uh, anyone, anytime. Uh, <laughs> come on over, we'll shit straight on you. Uh, but uh, there's so many people I know who are like, well, Ted Cruz is out. Guess I'm voting for Trump. Yep, you know, and it's like He's better than Hillary. And what's crazy, to, really? me, what's crazy to me is these people are tried and true like libertarians it's like vote for gary johnson because at least he's not a complete ass clown well then, here's the thing you got these like a lot of because i'm I'm related to a bunch of them conservative christian republicans and again i'm related to a bunch who well trump's better than hillary but like trump literally stands against all your christian morals well that's, the and dude that's what brags i brags about like, like you hate bill clinton and part of the reason you hate bill clinton is because he got some blowjobs and fucked some fat girls in the white off and cheated on his wife Trump has bragged about how many times he's cheating on his ex-wives. How yeah. many, you know, how many pussies he stuck his dick in. He's bragged about it. He's a ra- he is, he's a racist. I don't care what anyone says. The dude's a fucking racist. No, yeah. He's totally racist, dude. And that's not just me, you know, playing the liberal card like, well, anyone who disagrees with you is a racist. No. No, motherfucker. Listen to this shit he says. He's gone after people with disabilities. He's, Accuse all Mexicans from Mexico of being rapists. I don't I care will how say, he tries to reword it. That's I, what he said. I will say, uh, some of the stuff he said is pretty terrible, but definitely not in terms of the race stuff, but uh, foreign policy. Uh, definitely a step above, uh, we're going to find out if sand glows in the dark. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Makes you miss Mitt Romney. <laughs> I know. I never thought, like, I was like, fuck, I really wish Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney doesn't seem so bad right now. <laughs> know, like, if Mitt Romney had won the, pre- if Mitt Romney was my choice between Mitt Romney and uh, Donald Trump. Trump, oh, fuck, I'm voting Mitt Romney. I'm, I'm voting for that Mormon motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, I know. I know. Same here. Uh, and McCain, too. And McCain picked probably the worst pre- vice presidential candidate of all time. Yeah. Fuck. How is that even possible, dude? I, uh,. Well, he was going up against a black man, and he figured, well, I need a woman to counteract that. Yes. That Sound reasoning there, Johnny. Um, you know, but my whole thing is these people who, well, okay, now I'm supporting Donald Trump because I don't want Hillary in there. And it's like, you realize, like... To me, that's just uneducated you, bias. You, you are no seriously one. endorsing. Like, I, I cannot respect a person who I believed was a good person mm-hmm. who is now voting for Donald Trump. You're no longer a good person. You've lost, yeah, you've lost all my respect. You're endorsing guy. hatred and violence. Not look, look, you're endorsing someone who okayed a motherfucker sucker punching another guy at his rally. You're endorsing anyone. He pretty much he. Oh god. He, it, what about that woman who painted that naked Trump picture who got the shit kicked out of her by Trump supporters? Yeah. Like fuck you. And he he, he like he. And if I would have seen all that, his dude, rhetoric, just like he's practically telling. And he actually, he actually has at his rallies, he's told people to take, you know, protesters out and he'd pay the legal fees. Exactly what I'm saying. Like, th- that's not me being biased against... No, that is that's factually a- what he has said. He has defended it on interviews. And, and, like, it's just amazing how much he gets away with how he can straight up lie. He said that Muslims were actually, you know, Dude, celebrating th- 9-11. He saw them himself, but there's been, there's no... Re- Honestly? No footage of that, no evidence of that whatsoever, and he refuses... I mean, it's a lie. It's the end of the Republican Party if they nominate Trump. 
I mean, it really is. They do not any longer stand for anything that they pretend to stand for. You can't say, uh, there's no, if, if you are a member of the Republican Party and you vote for Trump after, and he gets a nomination, I, you can I, never again say, well, I'm a reasonable Republican. <laughs> like, I hope to God, like, people, like, get behind Gary Johnson. He's, he, he siphons enough votes away. Like, honestly, I would pick Gary Johnson over Trump any day of the week. He's socially liberal. He's, well, he's very... a libertarian. Libertarians are economically conservative, socially liberal. Yeah. Basically, they're control. They're anarchists who can who believe in you know, but, a military. You know, I listened to an interview with him on Joe Rogan's podcast the other day. Yeah, and it was really fascinating, and illuminating because he wasn't saying like <laughs> he wasn't saying like let's do away with you know public systems and stuff. He said let's just make do with what we have, which and, is which is reasonable. And his his whole shtick was about like reallocating funds to go to the right place and making sure spending is going to the right place, not making not not acquiring more money to spend more money yeah it was about sustainability which i was like oh shit i could get on board with that like yeah i mean honestly like i, I gotta know, look i gotta of, look more into him some of his uh, some of his uh, you know some of his things about the public sector versus the government sector i think that argument is a little tired now and like even if it's true in some cases it's not always true in other cases uh the corruption runs rampant no, no matter which way you look oh god like uh, to me like it it It'd be more corrupt if we went to, like, a private everything. Yeah. It'd be more corrupt. Well, because he was talking about, and I can sort of get behind this, like, he was talking about making it more of, like, a free market, like, medical system in the sense where, uh, healthcare system, I mean, in a sense where they have to advertise their prices and they have to tell you up front what you would be getting if you bought this package, right? And these sorts of things. And he goes, well, if you need a new heart, well, you go to Hearts R Us. And they say, okay, here's this heart package, this heart package, this heart package. And then they have to compete with other people because yeah. they're showing their prices. And so they're not going to have, and then they're not going to jack you with these like, oh, I did, I ran a blood test. And they draw one fucking little thing of blood and then they charge you $800 for it, which is what they do currently. Oh, I know. Trust me. I know. And, not uh, just with heart, but like with other so shit. It's I can get on board with some of that sort of stuff. You yeah. know, and he's like, okay, you need a heart. You go to Hearts R Us. Now, Hearts R Us is competing with Hearts for You, and they're competing with Hearts for Less. Uh, now, if you need to get a, uh, you know, a fucking shit, why can't I think of things? You got to go to a dermatologist thing. You go to, you go to the skin store. Then you go to Skin for Less. Then you go to, then you go to fucking. Skins R Us or whatever. I keep using the same fucking yeah, <laughs> store no, I, names. No, I got you. But, uh, and he goes, and you shop around for the best deals, and it's going to be free market in the sense that they are competing for your business, and they aren't going to jack up costs and do unnecessary things because they want your business. Yeah. They're not just going to be the people who get your business because you have nowhere else to go. Yeah. You know, which I kind of got on board with. I was like, that's kind of a cool idea. I'm not saying that I think it needs to be privatized or whatever, but. Yeah. But uh, I would be all for them advertising prices on shit because it's just outrageous right now. Yeah, no, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. And he was talking about having insurance for those, like, catastrophic... You know, he, he, his whole ideal is that this free market healthcare system will drop prices so radically that you and I will be able to afford regular preventative healthcare out of pocket. And then for the catastrophic things, that's what we have insurance for. Yeah. You know, if we all of a sudden you get an infection in your lung and you're hospitalized for a week and they have to like go in and repair it and do all this or, or maybe there's surgical intervention, then your insurance covers it. Yeah. But hopefully you're going to your yearly or uh, twice a year doctor's appointments and you're paying for those out of pocket. They're going to be way more affordable and you're just preventing those things altogether. But I don't, you should listen to it. It's actually pretty good. It's like I, episode, actually, I actually have it downloaded. I haven't gotten to it yet. Um, I, I was I was entertained. Well, because I, I mean, here's about the point. 
I will not vote for Trump. That's for sure. No. Hillary, like I said, I'm not a fan of Hillary. I'm not. I'm not a fan of hers for different reasons. While most biased people against her, I think she's bought and paid for by somebody. I don't necessarily. I don't. Uh, a lot of her economic policy, like the the like na- in the North American trade, like NAFTA. I don't. <laughs> I've never been a huge fan of that. I just think. I think she's dishonest, but I think she's dishonest like every other politician is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not going to vote for her against her, but I'm definitely open to a third party. I want. I need to look more into Gary Johnson, where all his positions on everything is. I need to see who the Green Party is going to nominate. I've heard rumors that they might I actually think it's nominate. Jill Stein. Is it? Yeah. Jill Stein again? Yeah. Uh, really, I guess I. I mean, I like her <laughs> politics, but I mean. If they were smart, they would have. Bernie would have dropped. I mean, if he really wanted to run a third party, he should have dropped out of the Democratic race and gone into the Green Party. He would have. Whatever. Well, I don't think he is. I think he's going to play ball once once it's all said and done and back out. Well, they're making a lot of concessions with him. Yeah, and we're, <laughs> we're, we're, they're trying to get him to like tone tone it down a bit. Yeah, his campaign is like a force of nature. Because the only way Trump wins is if. There's d- disunity in the Democrats right now. If the Democrats can pull it together and Hillary doesn't get in, into any more trouble. And I'm sorry, that email fucking thing is a non-issue. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, she shouldn't have been doing that, but every fucking Secretary of State since the Internet's been created is doing exactly what she did. Colin Powell, yeah, but, no one's calling for his head. But they didn't run for president. All right, I agree. Like it's like I watched that episode of Parks and Rec the, uh, the other day where they were like, "Is there a scandal out there waiting for to happen while you're running for city council?" And it's city council, and they literally quit supporting her because she was dating her boss. Yeah, and, you know, and it's like, come well, on, it's Leslie Nope, bitch. I, I'm just saying, like, she's not the first one, and it wouldn't have been a big deal if it was a different Secretary of State. It wouldn't have been this big of a deal. It, the fact that it was Hillary. Is why it's this big of a deal. Yeah, I can agree with that. And to me, and looking at it, it's like, so far, she hasn't actually done anything illegal that I've seen. She's broken some rules, yeah, but like, like I said, it's like, this goes back all the way into like the Clinton, the first Clinton administration. Yeah. His secretaries of state have been doing this too. So to me, it's a a fucking non-issue. It's Republicans just trying to... You know what's weird? Discredit her. You know what's weird? Is in real life, we hate like the dishonesty and the connivery and we hate the double talk and yeah. all this shit. But in Game of Thrones, we love Varys. <laughs> we yes. love Varys and we love the schemers and the plotters. We love Tyrion, right? Uh, we love uh, all of these people who are willing to uh, sort of scheme. Scheme. Yeah, dude. We love the schemers and the dreamers and the marijuana. Midnight. Peers. Yeah, that's what I was trying, I was trying to like. <laughs> I was going for like midnight tokers or something. And I was like marijuana Smoker. queers. <laughs> oh, hey, queers. <laughs> uh, anyway, <coughs> bringing it all back around Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, Tyrion for president. I'd vote for Tyrion for president. Fuck yeah, you would. Quick question before we sign off. Let's do it. Do you think him conceding to the Masters of Marine? Uh, slavery rights for seven years is going to blow up in his face or it's going to work. It's like Grey Worm and Misandra said that you don't know these people, they will crush you. What you I Give think, them an inch, they will take a mile and what they will I, crush you. you know, on paper, yeah, that's correct. 
But what I think is it's not going to matter, because once Daenerys comes back, shit's going to... I mean, now she's coming back with the Dothraki horde. I love that, uh, I love that line that Tyrion says. And he goes, yeah, you guys might be rich, but <laughs> I'm richer than both all of you combined. Yeah. <laughs> um... I I think I don't think it will matter when she comes back. It's gonna, you know. I think they, they won't have they, they won't it won't have time to blow up in his face. In the books, I really liked the way that that all culminated in the books was that they decided to besiege Marine and launch plague-ridden bodies via catapults over the city walls of Marine. <laughs> who did? Oh, the the masters or somebody? I don't remember who was. Uh, yeah, they were. I think the masters of like the other slavers' base cities who were trying to liberate Marine. Yeah. And uh, that's like one of the last things we see with Tyrion is that a corpse, uh, uh, a plague-ridden corpse lands right next to him. Oh shit! <sighs> but uh, anyway, I, I have faith enough in uh, Tyrion's uh, uh, diplomatic acumen that uh, I think he speaks their language, and that language is greed. Yeah. Trump twenty sixteen. Just kidding. If he wins, dude. I mean, I'm not. I'm not one of those people like I'm moving to Canada. I won't fucking move to Canada. I can't afford that shit. But it will be a very interesting four years. It's like everyone in Texas often Google's Kane. Where is the internet? Is that- our children learning? <laughs> Obviously not. You dumb fucking idiot. Who won the Civil War? Asks Arkansas. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that about does it for this week. Uh, we hope that you made it through the political talk. That's some real life Game of Thrones shit. Uh, Game of Houses, House of Cards. I haven't watched the show. Is that good? Yeah, first two seasons are pretty fucking legit. Yeah. At least I stopped. I didn't never finish the third I, season, but I've I will. Been, I've been bouncing around. I started watching Turn. First couple seasons were really good, and then, oh, the first season was really good. And then after that, it's like, yeah, this is dumb. Hell on Wheels. First two seasons really good, and then it got dumb. I just I, shows can't. Stay no. consistent enough for me. And this is what I've been telling. I've been talking to, uh, to Jason a, a lot about this. Is actually I, I've been going back and watching more and more movies lately. Yeah. And I like it because the movie has one goal, and that's two hours of captivation. It's two hours of uh, good production. Yeah. And that's it. Shows I have, and even Game of Thrones. And I was talking about this with him after the first episode of Game of Thrones, and I said shows no matter how good they are, will always have a bad season. They will always have a bad episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, think about this. Uh, obviously, Band of Brothers is a miniseries and not a show. Yeah. But it's... could you imagine how stupid it would have been if it went on? Yeah. Well, if they had tried to, if they had, instead of doing, like, I think what, it was a 10-episode ten ten miniseries. Slam dunk. It, yeah, imagine how bad it would have been if they tried to make that into, like, that whole the war into, like, four or five seasons. Yeah. Like, each year is a season. It, it would have it would have been bad. And, we, and they slam dunked 10 episodes and they stopped. True Detective slam dunked 8 episodes say, and they should have stopped. <laughs> well, they are stopped now. If the second episode was such a disaster for them, I guess they didn't renew it for... Why would they have even bothered? True well, Detective season each, each 1. Ep- each season is supposed to be a different, like, setup, different... They... But they they should have stopped. It's like it's like fucking what's that one with the murder house? They should oh, have stopped American, after like season two. Yeah, American uh, Horror Story. Yeah, they should have stopped after season two. I've, see, I've only watched. <sighs> Just give us, you know, you don't, not everything has to be a moneymaker, and this is my biggest problem with Hollywood is that they will milk 
anything. They will try to get fucking blood from a turnip, dude. Uh, it just, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Take what you have, it is a victory, and make something else that's good. And that is the one thing that some movies do right. But we're losing it with the DC stuff. I, I mean, even, I loved Civil War, but but the Marvel stuff, like, well, Age of Ultron was not that good. Well, like, say it. And, and they keep re-fucking-making shit. Like, how many Spider-Men are we up to in the past 12 years? Yeah, I'm done caring about it. This is the third Spider-Man The movies that have best piqued my interest are the movies that come out of nowhere. Like, uh, did you ever see Ex Machina? No. <sighs> I got a copy for you. I'll get you a copy of Ex Machina. It is a great independent film with a cast of three. Oh, yeah? And it's fucking amazing. It's about my artificial duck. intelligence. My ducks just walked by. Yeah, they're cute. Um, Those are my buddies. Now, one thing I will say is that they make sequels of things that I don't care about, but they don't make sequels of things that I would watch. Uh, Sahara, for example, a Dirk Pitt novel by Clive Cussler. Sahara is technically a sequel, because yeah. there's a movie in the 80s that was... A Clive Cussler, Dirk Pitt one? Yeah. Really? What is it? I can't remember what it's called, but I, I read about the other day how like like movies that you didn't know were sequels, and most of them I didn't know were sequels. Like, yeah. Like, Silence of the Lambs is actually a sequel to Manhunter. Yeah. Um, but Sahara is a sequel to some movie in the eighties. Obviously, every all the actors are different, and everything, but Dude, the same char- it. it's the same character. And, and it, it, Sahara is the it's based off books, and Sahara yeah. is the book that comes after that the, the first movie. The, nice. the book that's see. I was thinking this because I my personal Master favorite, and Commander. Yeah, oh, that's the fourth book in the that's, series. Yeah, so that's that's technically they kind of rob from a couple different books, I guess, but. Yeah. Master and Commander is, yeah, is book number four out of, like, a series of, like, ten. But, like, they didn't make any more of those, even though that was a successful movie. They're just like, that's good enough. Which I can agree with, though. Uh, That's fine. Like, I'm not even saying they need to make a sequel to Sahara, but what I was going to say was that... What I was going to say was that um, I would love to find out which other Dirk Pitt books by Clive Cussler have Al Giardino, a.k.a. Steve Zahn, uh, in Sahara. I don't uh, think he was in that first movie. That character wasn't. I would like to see what other books it. to see if Al Giardino is in him because they're like technically best friends. Like mm-hmm. they grew up as kids. They went in the Navy together, did all, the, did all those stuff. I want to find out if he's any any other, other books because I've only read like half of Sahara. That's the only Clive Cussler or that's the only Dirk Pitt book I've ever read. Yeah. And then I want to go make more with and put fucking Matthew Conaghy and Steve Zahn back together because they're the best part about that movie. Yeah. Like I love their banter and their like little quibbles. So funny. That's so one, funny. That's one of those movies that, like, it bombed in the box office. Horrible no, reviews. it was number one in the box office the weekend it came out. Yeah, but then it bombed after that. Maybe, but I think it made all of its money back. Oh, did it? Okay, yeah, well, It was number one in the box office the weekend it came out. That's one of those movies. It's, it's, it's gotten, it's, it stayed relatively popular afterwards, like a, kind of a cult classic in a way. Yeah, just because you hear about it from me. No one else likes it. <laughs> well, I, I, see, I see shit about it all the time. I... Watched it again the other day, and there's just so much about it I forgot that I like. <laughs> Fucking ducks just walking. My big guy's got a limp. I feel bad for him. I don't know what happened. Poor guy. Well, I think it's safe to call it. Yeah, yeah we're, we're just talking about my ducks that are walking by. Uh, listener, as always, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, we'd appreciate a, uh, a review uh, on iTunes or Stitcher. Um, you can find out more about our podcast at airpodcast.com. Um, as always, you can like us at facebook.com slash airpodcast. You can also now follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're at Duel of Taints. Um, 
And of course, you can call us at six five seven triple eight three five duel. No, six five duel, eight five duel, six five seven triple eight three eight three five. That's six five seven triple eight duel with right. an E. There we go. Holy shit! It's been a while since I've said that. Cool. We appreciate it. Closing words, Kane. Hold the door. Hold the door. Holy shit! Hold dude. the door. Hold the door. Hold the door. Hold the door. Hold door. Hold door. Hold door.